0: Hello and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Corrine Cash. And on today's episode, I am just thrilled to once again be joined by my handsome, awesome husband, Ronnie Cash. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Hello, 2022.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. The last time that we were here together, it was 2021. Um, And I did enjoy those episodes. And I did say that I'm going to kind of force your hand a little bit and have you join me a little bit more because I do feel like you have an awesome perspective. And it's just great for just the listening audience to not just hear from me, but to also get... A male's opinion as well, Um, especially as we deal with certain things as it relates to the marriage. I think it's very important for there to be two sides. So whether you are, you know, the wife listening in or you're the husband listening in, um, I think it's great that we can cover a lot of things from both perspectives. And that being said, I really wanted us today to focus on finances in a marriage, Mm -hmm. Money, 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 what makes the world go around. It causes chaos. And causes chaos. Really, I mean, I, I think there was a study that said it, it. money finances is one of the top three reasons why marriages end in divorce. And it's very sad to hear that, but it is true and we can understand that because, you know, we need money to pay the bills. And we need money to just do a lot of things. And when there's a lack of... Yeah,
1: I, I was, I was going to add. Yeah. I think the lack, the lack of money probably causes the most... I mean, well, having excess could cause a lot of problems too, because if you're not a good steward of it, or mm-hmm. if you're just overwhelmed, it could be a problem if you're not prepared, you didn't think of a budget. I mean, like when you think of some of the athletes and some of the, the big movie stars who have their big break and they get a whole... Bunch of money, you know, just coming to them rather quickly. Mm-hmm. But then a few years later, or not even f- years, like one year later, they're, you know, they're broke because, you know, they didn't have a plan set in place. Yeah. But on the other side of the spectrum, the lack of it, you know, we have a lot of families that uh, even with two jobs in the home aren't making ends meet. And it causes a lot of stress and pressure. And that leaks over into the different parts of the marriage as well.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that we wanted to make sure that we have you focus on, and this, this applies to not only finances, but any issue that's coming up in your marriage, really, is you start to look at issues that, as things that you want to fight together with your spouse and not fight your spouse on. Not allowing things to come in between you and your spouse, but really to set it aside and imagine you and your spouse forming a united front And looking and tackling that issue. So in today, the issue is finances. So try your best and just make a concerted intentional effort to say, you know, we will not allow finances, whether it's the excess of or the lack of, as you said, hun, to get in between our marriage when we are going to come together to come to a solution on what's happening. One of the things like you mentioned, what's very important is game planning. You have to have a plan. You you have to know. What it is that you guys as a married couple, what is it you want to do? What are the goals that you have for each other, for your family? And what type of finances is that going to require? And when you start to look at it, and that's with goal setting even as a couple and as a family really – you start to realize, okay, we need to start to have a savings. There, mm-hmm. there needs to be a plan of savings to accomplish some of the things, whether it's just to take a nice vacation, whether it's if you guys are trying to buy a house or buy a car, whatever it is, you all have your individual goals. You have to be able to say, we are going to work together, save X amount, whatever is feasible for you in order to make that happen. And a part of that, being able to see what you can actually save, is understanding what you have right now. And I think you mentioned that with the budget. One thing I always tell even my friends, they know, I, I preach to them the importance of having a budget. You have to know, and you don't need to be a mathematician. You don't need to be an accountant. But
1: it it, it does help. And I mean, yeah. I, I tell everyone, I always tell everyone that my wife is a, is an Excel wizard, <laughs> You know, cause she knows how to make that thing multiply and divide, and this cell does to this, row to this, and
0: <laughs> oh my god, you know what I
1: mean? And it it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it it always, I mean, you're great with that, and I mean, I'm not great with that. I'm, I'm not, I'll admit it. I I know how not to spend. I could be disciplined with it, and I, mm-hmm. if you set up and say, okay, in order to do this, we're gonna have to do this. I, I can enforce the law, but I'm not able to. You know, you could see. Way ahead of the road and figure that out, and you know you've 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 been able to help so many people with that.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, honey. You're yes. you're very very kind. But it's true, and you know it's something that my husband says. So he's recognized that I'm better with that part of the finances. He'll be better at executing, and I'm better at putting the plan together. Find out what works in your marriage. Who is better at what, and be okay with that. If if it's the husband or if it's the wife, who is better at taking a look at what we have and being able to. Say okay, we should do this here. We can do that there. Who's better at looking it at that way? Who's better at saying okay? Now that we've established something, we need to make sure and stick to it.
1: And an example of me being the executive of things like you—you you would know what the amount of money is on the account. But if you go to Walmart, it's—it doesn't matter what the money is on the account. You're gonna—you're <laughs> gonna go over. You know, I know. Like if okay, we only have this amount of money to use at Walmart. Okay, I may, I sometimes go under budget. And I get everything yeah, that, my we, 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 that we planned on getting. But if you go... I, I, I get a call before she reaches home like, I don't know why you let me go to the store. <laughs> I don't know why you, you, you put me to go. And yeah, He's
0: I just, just telling on my business. But it's true. Like I, like he said, and, and I, I praise God and, of course, credit all things and all gifts to God. With being able to see and even pinch pennies and make a penny stretch for the week and being able to see, okay, this is what we can do. This is the amount that we have coming in. This can go here and this can go there. But my issue, like he does say, can come if I'm in the store. Yeah. My mind is just set on what it is we need. So budgets in my mind have gone out of the window. I'm now in a store surrounded by all of these things, and I'm just picking up, and I'm just remembering, oh, yes, I did want that chocolate cake from three weeks ago. And, oh, yeah, what about this ice cream we haven't had in, like, 30 years? Maybe I should pick that up as well. So I have a different mindset when I'm actually in the store. So we've realized that he is better at getting the groceries than I am. It's just, he's just, he is going, Going to stick to the budget. It's an
1: anomaly, but yeah. It, it,
0: it is. And yeah, cuz a lot of people would think like that is a wife's job or duty, but it goes back to my point of realizing and understanding who who does what best in your relationship? Who is better at planning? Who's better at executing? And then, like I said, be okay with that. There are no rules. There are no, you know, this isn't back in the 50s. There's no, I expect you to do this and you, no, there's th- this is where it's, we come together and we're building a family. We become one. And it's realizing again, who is better at doing what? And yes, in our case... Definitely, I am better at planning and he is better at making sure we stick with the plan, um, especially when it comes to stuff like grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yes, find out what works for you. Find out what works for you in your marriage. And, um, and, And just going back to the budget, it's so important. Every single couple. And if you don't have this, you need to do this immediately, whether you use Excel or Google Sheets, or you just want to get a piece of paper and a pen. But you have to write down, number one, what is the income that's coming into the house? Who's making what? Now, we're going to get to a little later as far as when the money comes in, the joint accounts or what that. That should be an interesting—we might skip past that. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but you have to understand what's coming into the house. And so this is where it's going to have to be open communication. And I'm hoping that if you are in a marriage, it's not where there's a secret. It's not a, you know, my money, your money, you can deal with yours, I deal with mine— Remember, when you make the decision to come together, you're coming together as one. You're now uniting with one goal. You are now one family. So it's important that everyone involved in the marriage, you must know how much money is coming in at the end of the day. And when you have that, now you know your income. So now you guys have an understanding of this is the money every single month that we expect. The next thing that you have to do is look at your expenses. How much money is being taken out? And write down every single bill from as high as the mortgage and the rent to the little Netflix and the, the subscriptions mm-hmm. that you have because they can sneak up on you. Which is just about to go up. Which going up again. <laughs> Everything is so, going yeah. up these days. But but it's so true. So make sure you, you write that. And I'll probably see if I can make this available. If, if you would like a spreadsheet to kind of help you, please send us an email at support at theprayingwife.com or even pray at theprayingwife.com. Go to the website, theprayingwife.com. Send us a message. I will gladly email this to you. But you need to have a list of your expenses, especially if you have things that are on auto pay. Make sure you write down the days that they are going to be withdrawn from the account. Have a calendar. We have a a cash family calendar. I think I've said it before, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is so true. It it is so so needed. I don't know how people go without a calendar, but that's that's just me. <laughs> but it does help. You know, just write that down so you know in your mind what day something is due. And if it's not on auto pay, you definitely need to know the due date so you don't find yourself in a situation of late payments. Mm-hmm. Because with late payments come fees.
1: Oh, and the fees could compound and yes. <laughs> pile up. and
0: yeah. And,
1: more stress. And
0: it can lead to even, you know, bad credit. And it trickles down. It, be, it creates stress. And just so to avoid all of that from the beginning, just make sure, write it down on paper. Make sure everybody has an understanding. We have the rent. We have a water bill. We have the phone bill. We have the light bill. We have cable. We have internet. We have, if you have credit card debt, if you have school debt, whatever it is, write down those things. Mm-hmm. And now, when you have a look at the income that's coming in, and you look and the debts that you have to pay out every month. Now you can look at those two numbers and find out, are you guys actually having an excess of money, as in you have a profit, or is your expenses exceeding your income? And now we have a loss and we have an issue.
1: At that point, yeah, it has to be considered what's the needs versus the wants, right, you know what I mean? Right. Because of, of course, the rent or the mortgage is, is a need and the water bill. And I don't know the cable bill. I mean, if you got kids, <laughs> maybe have to keep your own sanity, the cable and internet but you know you gotta get down to just being real with yourselves and saying okay we don't need to have the Netflix membership we can just watch movies on TV or we can cut out this and I mean when you really look at it having everything written down, you can see there's a lot of ways you can cut things out and hopefully get into where you're not you know those right. you're not at a loss every month.
0: Right. Because you have to realize if you notice that your expenses are exceeding the money that's coming in, you have two options. That one is cutting back expenses or two is increasing the income. Mm. And increasing the income is harder than cutting back on the expenses. So like he said, it's really where you take a hard look now at each other and, and at what you're doing to say what, like my husband said, are things we want versus things we need. And it may come at a cost. And, and remember, it's, it's making sure that you guys are on the same team working towards the same goal. And it's important for you to have a goal as a couple. So things like that are, you know, that's what you look at when you're like, okay, perhaps we will have to sacrifice cable. The good thing is if you have internet, in these days there's so many different streaming services um, that could be available if you have the internet that might be cheaper than cable.
1: There's a lot of free stuff. Yeah,
0: lots of different things. Free with ads. You can watch a <laughs> few with ads that. to get the movie. But, you know, it, but it's compromising and seeing, OK, what are the things we really need to cut back? Maybe you don't go to Starbucks every day, mm. you know, maybe in, instead of, you know, finding yourself going to a fast food or a restaurant every now and then that that cuts back. So it's really having that honest, open dialogue with your spouse of, OK, what are some of the things that we can truly cut back?
1: Yeah, I have that. I have that uh, that conversation with myself almost every morning. <laughs> Cause a lot of times I'll be even this morning I was on my way back and I'm saying man I ain't had a cup of Starbucks in a minute mm. I'm a coffee guy if anyone knows me I'm a coffee yeah, guy I see it. and I said man I could just go for that cup cup of coffee and it was literally just going straight instead of turning to go towards where where our house is so I thought about it and then I just sighed a little and I turned <laughs> and and said I could go home and make my coffee there you go and you know.
0: And your coffee was just as good as home. What was it? It
1: was good. It right. was good. I mean, and then I got to make breakfast too, which obviously would have cost way more. Yeah. Then the coffee would have cost.
0: And you know, stuff like that is—it's a mindset shift as well. Um, I think when you start to say, "Okay, do I really need this? Really, I could make this at home, save a lot more, and it might even just taste better anyway." Um, It's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's things like that. But it's really important at the end of the day that you get on the same page with your spouse. And so back to the budget. So you look at your income, you look at your expenses, you kind of see what wiggle room you have there. And then you cut back on expenses if needed. But this is where now there's something that we instituted because one thing that and I would be honest. This was a, a problem in our marriage early on. I don't know if you remember and kind of where the whole I have no concept idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the whole concept came from, um, but where it felt like we were working just to pay bills. Oh yeah. And no one wants to feel like that. But it was it was getting to that point. And I can't remember if it was someone at church that suggested this to us. Um but the concept of a me money, um, I do think it was our elder Pat.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. I, she came to mind when, when yeah. she came to mind when you when yeah. you said, yeah.
0: Hi Elder Pat, if you're listening. But she gave us this concept of a me money. And what it is is it's a certain amount of money every month that you set aside that it's just for you. And your husband has me money and you, yourself, you have me money as well. And that is money to do whatever you want. There's no questions asked. My me money is my me money. I could do whatever I want. Same with my husband. There's no, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And there's no judgment, no anything, but it's just, it's a breather, right? And, and based on how many, or based on what your income is and what your expenses are, Use that to determine what's a feasible amount of me money every single month.
1: I think when we started it, we were doing like $50, I think.
0: Yeah, probably. It's I mean, yeah, been a I, while
1: I, since I, we started. Yeah, I think we started at like $50 each for the month. And sometimes sometimes we would take it and sometimes we would just let it go. It all depends because mm-hmm. like, it, it can fluctuate. And even now in these times that right now where things, stuff are going higher, like sh- shipping costs are going up, food costs are going up. So every now and then you could figure out, hey, do we need to have it this month or can we sacrifice it, you know, to to make sure the family bills are taken care of, you know, it's it's all about just continuing to figure out the best way to do it, like she said, the, the budgeting and planning all the time.
0: Right, because it won't work without a budget um, or the plan. And and just know that it's not a hard and fast thing. Like you said, something might come up that month. You know, every year we have a car registration. Every year some, something comes up where there's a big budget. Maybe something goes wrong with the car, and we need, you know, extra funds for that. It's, you have it there, but know that it's, it fluctuates. But you have to at least start somewhere. You have to have a plan in place, something that's there where, OK, we don't feel like we're just working to pay the bills, but also that extra cushion.
1: And hopefully that'll like curb the impulse shopping sensation. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, just like how she said, we felt like, oh, you're just working to pay bills. And some, some people would have the impulse of, I'm not going to do this. I'm making the most money. I'm going to spend it on me. And just go crazy and spend way more than they should have in the first place.
0: And that's a real thing, too. Because, yeah, sometimes, if especially without a budget, you will just look at what you have coming in. And all you know is I'm getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. There's this $500 game or this $800 pairs of shoes that I want to get. And I'm just going to get it because I'm making money and I can afford it. Mm-hmm. But can you afford it? That's the question. And you really don't know if you can or cannot afford it unless you have a good idea of what expenses you have and what's going to be left over after the fact. Because then you'll find yourself always being behind the eight ball. You'll always be not being able to have um, enough. And this can start and spark, you know, conversations or arguments really and truly. Because if you're finding where you can't make ends meet, it becomes an issue. But again, it's just really an advice that, that we have. It works wonders. It's it's a necessity. If you're dealing with any finances, especially if kids are involved, you know, there's so many expenses that surrounding kids as well, whether it's school, the extracurricular activities, different things that come up, we have to know what is coming in, what's coming out. And we have to be in a position to teach our children as well how to deal with finances. Now we have our children on an allowance, all right? And it's like starting to teach them to be responsible with money but if we're not responsible with money it's going to be hard to, to tell them that lesson
1: and it's the funniest thing cuz like uh my son he'd be like hey dad can we stop to this place and that place <laughs> like if i pick him up after school or before we take him to school hey dad can we stop to McDonald's or hey can we stop to the gas station so i can get a uh, candy or whatever and I'm like <laughs> i say you, you you got your wallet you got your wallet you got your money and he's like oh well i don't I don't want to pay for it. Like, okay, so you don't want to spend your money, but you want to spend my money. Mm-hmm. And then I say, so you still want it? You're like, no, I don't want it anymore. I say, oh, you're learning. <laughs> you're learning, my friend.
0: It, it is. It is a great tool to <laughs> teach kids about finances. And it, it is amazing. You know, I remember the the very first time. They're
1: responsible with their money, not ours. <laughs> right,
0: right. The very first time um, I th- we got them the card and we signed up for this thing. It's a green light. It's actually very, very good. And you can assign chores, do automatic... um allowances, but it's not a commercial for Greenlight. But they got a card, and we went to, I want to say we were in Home Depot, and he saw this bag of chips that he wanted. And so I said the same thing. You know, I'm like, oh, well, that's great. You have a card now. Just whip your card out. And so he looks at it, and and the lady tells him the chip was like $3 and something cents. At this point, he only had $5 on his account. <laughs> and he said, $3? $3? I don't want it anymore. And I was like, "Aha, now you guys understand." Yes, like you have to work very hard for the little money that you have. But you know all of that really again, it's we we have to remember that we are setting an example for our children. And so it starts with us. It starts with you. And knowing that finances is really something that can come up and come in between Uh, marriages, and you might be in a situation where you're dealing with that even now, I would encourage you to take a step back. Really have a heart-to-heart with your spouse and say, okay, we are not going to let this come in between us. Let us get on somewhat of a same game plan. Let us come up with what are the goals. Let's look and see where are we financially. What is coming in? What is going out? What do we have enough space for? Do we have any additional income? What is it that'll make us happy as far as, okay, for me money? That helps you to win time for doing vacations because vacationing is very important. Of course, I might be biased because I love a good vacation, but it's so important with so many things going on, um, with the day-to-day, with the pressures, just the stress of school, all of this, we have to make sure that we're spending time with our family outside of the normal area. And so vacationing is important, but in order to take a vacation, you need to have the funds to do that. And so Being able to save for that is going to be important. And the only way we can save effectively, again, you have to have a budget. You have to understand what's coming in. And know when I say budget, because sometimes when people think of a budget, it's just, okay, I want to spend this on that. I don't want to spend more than this. It's more having a financial awareness of how much, as a family, you guys are worth every month, what you have to bring in, what you have to take out. So that's that's really the admonition that I want to leave with our guests today. One thing I, I did kind of tease at the beginning was the joint accounts. And I will ask you, hon, like, what's what's your thoughts? I know what we do, um, but I have heard different varying opinions on this. Do you think a couple should operate on a joint account or should each individual spouse have their own separate accounts?
1: I mean, well, we started out the the joint account way. We started out with our account together. I think, yeah, I think I think we did that, and then we had separate accounts. But I think right now we're back to having the the one account as more so a business account, but we use it for everything. Um, I don't think it makes sense to separate it, because at the end of the day, I probably will just give you access to my account anyway, so you can say, <laughs> okay, well, this, 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 when it comes to the financial planning of it all. Yeah. I mean, and then at the end of the day, we we pooling it together anyway to figure out the monthly bills or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, we still have our... Uh,
0: we still have a separate the account. Little,
1: the little cards, too. I won't call the name because I'm not... Sponsored by them, <laughs> but you know, the little cards where we could deposit our little me money and
0: right, that's right, separate.
1: But I mean, we, we don't do anything extra otherwise. But
0: and, that, and that's what I'm saying for the me money, I could see that because just listening to it on different ends, um, or hearing from yes, different, perspectives, different perspectives, yeah, I do think that there is a hundred percent value in a joint account. If 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 you are of the opinion that you need your separate account, fine, but I would highly encourage you guys to have a joint account as well that you can pool. Your resources into, even if that is the dedicated, pay the bills, pay the house bills from this account. And then, you know, when you work through what your budget looks like, what your finances look like, then if you want to have the me money, and then, okay, my me money goes on my account, yours goes on your account, however. But I always would encourage couples to have a joint account, um, even if you want to have individual accounts.
1: One of the main reasons I would think or I would endorse (laughs) that mostly is the the fact that if one of the people in the marriage is not great at not spending. Because you have some people where they're the ones who take care of the bills. Their account probably is the one that the bills get paid out of most of the time. Right. Their account may be the checking account that most of the checks are written on. And if your spouse has access to that account and they're the frivolous spender and the impulsive buyer and whatever the case, it could result in a, in a problem. So, I, I mean, for like almost like a safety thing, I don't know.
0: The The important thing, though, again, and this is where communication with your spouse is going to be key, is finding what works for you. Find what works for you, but make sure that it is working because you may be in a situation where it's not working, but it's just the way that it is. And that is where a conversation must take place. And just, you know, throwing out ideas and and being open and willing to try to see if something changes to see if, okay, well, we have our separate accounts, but either like my husband said, it might be a situation where one party either we're not contributing all. So we're not getting all the bills paid or and it's like, well, let's try a joint account. Let's just see if you have this amount of money coming in. I have this amount of money come in. This is the amount of expenses we need. Okay, you contribute X amount. I contribute X amount. We put in a joint account. The bills come off of the joint account. And then whatever is left over we have is our me money. Find a way where it works with you. But you have to have an open communication with your spouse.
1: And then at the end of the day, there still has to be a level of discipline. Yes. I mean, because I think it goes across the board with you know our faith and our uh, our walk with God and with each other. It has to be discipline, and finances is probably one of the things that couples tend to want to handle separately, and mm-hmm. and of course that's one of the reasons too because they want to do what they want to do and. Maybe they don't sacrifice that part of their life when they come into the marriage. And
0: that's true. It right has there. to happen.
1: It has to happen. <laughs> that, you know, it has to happen. That yeah.
0: is a good point. If you really look, like if we look within ourselves, if you're if you're a listener and you're saying, "Well, my account is my account." Think about the motives behind that. What's at the root of that? And it's mm-hmm. really, it's my money. I may work hard for it. I will spend it the way that I want. But, if we really analyze that at the root, it's selfishness. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so it's going to require it's going to require discipline and intentionality to say that I am in this marriage now. we are one. So we need to pool our resources to make sure things get paid. And again, yes, communication with your spouse with this is going to be key, getting on the same page. But, like I said at the beginning, Look at finances, whether it's excess of or lack of, as an issue that you guys will solve together and not something that you will allow to come in between the two of you. Finances can be handled just like any other issue that's a part of your marriage. And remember that everything, like you said, hopefully you are um, within a God-centered relationship. If you're not, I invite you to join us, <laughs> join our group of believers, because with Christ, we have his wisdom, and he gives us a clear instruction on how to be good stewards of our time and our talents and our treasures, which is our resources and our money. And so I encourage all of you you know at the end of the day as well pray i would always encourage praying pray about it it says to pray about all things and that includes finances there's nothing that's too big or too small for us to pray about and to take to god and just to ask for him to give us the wisdom and the guidance to understand how best we should go about handling our finances and to even ask you know for opening up the windows of blessing in areas where we are we're falling short maybe we've gone through the expenses and there's just Just nowhere else we can cut. We've looked at the income, and there's no way we can add more, you know. I really ask God to show you favor um, and to open up your eyes and to bring opportunities to help you guys to get out of whatever financial slum you may be, because he does wish above all else to see us prosper. And he is the God that owns everything. And so finances is not an issue that's in the kingdom of heaven um God does not deal with financial issues um himself and so as children of God we are allowed that exact same benefit as well so financial blessings is something that flows to us because we are of his of his kingdom so it's important that we involve God in every single aspect and every area of our marriage including our finances is there anything else uh, before we no, wrap I think, up
1: I think that's everything
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank my awesome, wonderful husband again so much for joining me as we talked about finances in our marriage. I do hope and pray that each and every one of you, you've been blessed today. Really take time to communicate with your spouse, even if it becomes an, an open conversation, a clean, fresh slate, a fresh eyes and a new perspective on looking at the way that we handle our finances. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. Remember that you can visit us online at theprayingwife.com. I invite you to also join our private Facebook group online. Be a part of what God is doing in the lives of so many women around the globe. Thank you so much. This has been another exciting Praying Wife podcast episode. I pray that God shines his favor and his face and his grace upon you and your spouse. Remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. God bless and I'll see you next time.